0: Is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and uh, I love Christmas
1: documentaries. (laughs) I'm Alonzo, and I love testing the limits of what Bran thinks is a Christmas movie.
0: And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Welcome to another Monday, uh, another uh, installment into the 25 weeks of Christmas movies. Before you know it, Alonzo, it's going to be all done. It's going to be all done, and we're just going to go back to our old, you know, just doing these silly, silly Netflix movies or whatever we're going to do.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm I, I, like many Deck the Hallmark listeners on the edge of my seat to see just exactly what y'all are planning to do for Christmas in July and how and
0: when and
1: all the things.
0: Well, aren't we all Alonzo? Uh, I, (laughs) uh, I don't know when the Christmas in July schedule normally comes out, but uh, that'll help us in our, in our planning. Uh, But the good news is, is I I shouldn't say good news, but the, we will be done with science Seal delivered when Christmas in July starts. So that frees up another day. And, uh, we'll, we'll be doing something on Mondays as we do. And so it's going to be, it's going to be big fun is all I know. Yeah. And it's going to be May festive. Six. It's going to be sure. festive. Um, week 19 is where we are now. Week 19. Wow. Um, you mailed me this one and, um, it was a documentary. This is a true story, Alonzo. I thought we had a DVD player in the office and <laughs> I went to go put it in there. And Dan has taken it to school cause he teaches a film class. And oh. so I went to my house and I said, "I have a DVD player. Can't find the power cord anywhere." So, <laughs> so your boy went over to Walmart and bought himself a fifty-dollar DVD player, and I watched the dang thing. Physical media, woo! It's a, it's a, in it in its own way, it's a Christmas scavenger hunt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, just what you were wanting me to do. You just wanted to do a little, little a May version of a Christmas scavenger hunt. Yeah, I like. To, I know how to keep it, keep it hopping. Keep, keep it, it keep it hopping. Um, this is a documentary, uh, the store uh, from the yes. '80s. I want to know: is are there any other Christmas adjacent or Christmas uh, centered documentaries that you know of?
1: Yeah, there have been a few uh, in, in recent years. I, I think like since I wrote Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, there have been quite a few that have popped up. There's I Am Santa Claus, which I, I thought maybe you had seen about, uh, you know, the the, the the people who devote themselves to being like major professional Santa. Is that, that the includes... one with
0: Mick Foley, the professional? Yes, okay, yes. Yeah,
1: I have seen that one. Mick Foley, who is now super into being a Santa. Um, there was a Netflix doc last year, I think, called Hot Chocolate Nutcracker. Which is about Debbie Allen's sort of annual production that she does in Los Angeles. Um, That's a a Nutcracker ballet, but infused with a lot of modern, uh, you know, contemporary sort of stylings and hip hop music and, you know, very kind of diverse casting. So that was kind of cool. Um, Apple TV Plus has The Fight Before Christmas. I did watch that about the guy who decorates his house like as though he were Danny DeVito in Deck the Halls and um, you wind up rooting for the Neighborhood Association by the end of the film, or at least I did. Um, I am a,
0: um, uh, what, you know, you would classify me, I'm sure, as a Southern evangelical, and um, I hated this guy. (laughs) I, I, this is this is what I walked away thinking is like anybody who, when he introduces himself, he makes sure that you know he's a lawyer is someone I don't like. Mm, yeah, that's turn Hi, off. I'm Todd. I'm a lawyer. So <laughs> goodbye, Todd. Listen, there's um, nothing wrong with lawyers. It's no, just no, uh, no. let 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 it come out. Organically. Don't open with that. No, don't yeah. open with it. Yeah, it was We're, a an it, argument, if you will. But it's that is um, still like in court, I think, right? It end it ended with like him trying to appeal it. Is that right?
1: I suspect, yeah, that it might still be making its way through the courts. But um, yeah, that that movie is that's a it's a take you on a ride. Uh, But yeah, I think I think there are more and more we're seeing Christmas documentaries. But this one, I think, is was kind of an early player, and, and, and I don't even think, I, I would say the director would probably argue that he was not thinking about it as a documentary about Christmas per se, but because it is a documentary about retail, it makes sense that he decided to set it, that he, he filmed it during the holiday season. Do you know the director? Uh, not personally, but I'm a big fan of his work. Um, he's probably one of the great living American documentary filmmakers. Uh, he got an honorary Academy Award a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he he his Frederick Wiseman's career launched in the '60s with a film called Titicut Follies, which went behind the scenes at an infamous. Um, sort of, you know, state-run mental institution that wound up, I think, like basically closing it down when people saw this movie and what was going on there. They tried to ban the film. It was a whole thing. And over the years, he has done really kind of fascinating looks at institutions at artistic organizations you know from from the from the ballet russe to the national gallery to the crazy horse burlesque uh, uh nightclub in paris um you know uh, and he's done a lot of really great films about sort of like uh cities like small towns like how they're run and who lives there and you know who makes up like the yeah that and- greenville like, yeah, he should do a, yeah, that Greenville movie because he did like, um, you know, Belfast, Maine and uh, uh, what's the what's the Midwest one that he did a couple years ago, Dave? Oh, you're... you're uh, anyway. It's, uh, in, Jackson yeah, Heights, in Jackson Heights, though. Yeah, In Jackson Heights, the the New York City neighborhood. So, yeah, he's, um, mm. he's, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. And so I was thrilled to, to get to write about this in the book and to get to show it to you and to talk about it today.
0: My question for him would be, was it like... Christmas was the time that he wanted to do it because he thought it would make for the best uh, you know, material, or did it just kind of mm. stumble into it that way? Like, this is when you were available, blah, blah, blah. Sure.
1: I, I do not know the answer, but I think the results speak for themselves.
0: Well, let's talk about it. I would love for you to do a synopsis, and then we'll, uh, we'll break it down. Sure. So The
1: Store um, was uh, premiered on December 14th, 1983, and it went a little something like this. Uh, the year is 1982, and the legendary Neiman Marcus department store in Dallas, Texas, is turning 75. So Frederick Wiseman, whose previous uh, examinations of American institutions had include had included prisons, hospitals, and schools, turns his camera to. The retail space, and when better to show the retail space than during the holiday season? So his camera takes us into the flagship Neiman Marcus for Thanksgiving and Christmas of 1982. We see behind-the-scenes meetings of executives. We see um, sales ladies training their hands and their faces to do uh, to smile and to enter numbers onto the cash register. We see uh, choral groups and uh, 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 brass ensembles play Christmas music. We see random customers launch into Christmas carols as they make their way through the store. We see people shop for fur. We see people smoke. It's 1982. Um, We see the beauty salon and the photo studio and all the various facets, the, the behind the scenes, the offices, the loading docks, everything that makes Neiman Marcus Neiman Marcus. And there's a Christmas tree in every corner because... It's Christmas, 1982. And by the end of the film, we get a feel for how this space operates and also what retail and mercantilism and capitalism mean to American society as a whole. And I need you to wind me up here. And
0: that, my friends, was The Store. (laughs) I think we did it pretty naturally. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, absolutely
0: uh, let's take a quick break we'll come back we'll break this movie down here on Dyke the Hallmark yes we are back and we are talking about The Store the uh, first and I'm assuming only documentary that we will be doing during the 25 weeks of Christmas movies let's talk about it Alonzo Yeah yeah so
1: um this was I think my first my first wiseman um yeah. but you know it definitely he is this is a documentary filmmaker that i i you know I, I kind of feel like you have to sort of let people know what they're in for when they see one of his movies because you know we're used to the standard documentary format which is like interviews with subjects talking to the camera and you know, uh, identifying who they are at the bottom of the screen and, you know, montages of different things and, you know, a, a score that has been put on it. And Wiseman doesn't do any of that stuff. Wiseman is all about fly on the wall. I mean, yes, he is... He is crafting the film through editing and so it's not like he's he's trying to be impartial or whatever but in no way does he ever let people address the camera he does not add any music that isn't sort of organically occurring within the space of the film and he is a big fan of process he loves a meeting like any movie he's like, like he had a film a couple years ago called City Hall that was all about the sort of inner workings of Boston's um, you know city government and he loves to just sit in the corner and let meetings play out and have people kind of talk about what's important to them and what their goals are and how they want to achieve those goals. And we get those in this movie where they talk about like how this is a company that's devoted to salesmanship. And, you know, like we get to see job interviews, we get to see different sort of, you know, kind of corporate behind the scenes stuff uh, that really sort of talk, they go into the, the explanation of what this company stands for and what, what kind of face they want to show to the world. Um so, yeah, I just I, I think that that it's, it's it's just a really fascinating documentary about if you're a fan of process and how things work and why things work the way they do. This is this movie really gives, I think, a full picture of this kind of legendary department store and and how it how it all gets put together
0: stem to stern. Okay. Uh, how how did you uh, how was this for you? Well, I want to know what uh, for what do you, what do you think I thought of this? What does your gut say? I have everything you know about Brian. What do you, what do you think? I have a hunch you fought it for a
1: while. I have a hunch that you were sort of like crossing your arms and being like, ah, I don't, what is this? Eh. But then like, I think as it went along, you kind of like adjusted your breathing and went with the, the, the pace of the film and how he's telling this stuff. And by the
0: end of it, I'm sure you were riveted. The opposite is true. Oh, okay. At first I was like, this mm-hmm. is very cool. I like this. This is hmm. neat. The first opening meeting where the guy is comparing what they do <laughs> to be <being laughs> doctors, doctors. Uh, yes. was fascinating. The f- more I got into it, the more bored I became of hmm. just watching people do their jobs. And maybe that's <laughs> a me thing. Um, I, I can appreciate the way in which it was done. Um, hmm. I think Watching people with no narration for two hours was an uphill battle for Bran. I think. Okay. After like the hour mark, I started to be like, okay, uh, I I get I get what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it, I, I I enjoyed it for about an hour, and then the second hour felt like I was uh, uh, just standing and still in time. <laughs>
1: How, how would you feel if I told you that his last couple films, City Hall and Ex Libris, which is about the New York City Public Library, were
0: both three hours long? So here's the thing. I found the, I found the meetings to be interesting. So what was it?
1: Uh, Dave says Belfast made is four
0: hours. Oh, good. So I, I enjoyed the meeting. I actually think the City Hall one might be interesting because I do think that it was just like the, you know, guy with the coat and the woman with the big bird like all that stuff i was just like all right fine let's go back to a meeting so i do feel like there would be uh uh, cases where i would really enjoy it if the the -hmm. the meeting the meetings were up because i did find those things to be interesting but you know there were things i was just like how is this still happening (laughs) how is (laughs) how is this bird still talking to this woman yeah, the singing telegram guy.
1: Yes. Um, I, I'll tell you, part of what I find this movie appealing, and this is strictly, uh, this is a very subjective me thing. Uh, I lived in Dallas for, you know, pretty much for most of the 90s. I moved there in 1989. This was shot in 82. Okay, This movie captures a certain something about the Dallas aesthetic and about, like, how rich people dress how they want to present themselves to the world like there's a there's a bill there's a lot of bill blast in this movie he was the very he was the hot thing at the time this was the moment where everybody wanted to dress like nancy reagan um so there's there's a bill blast fashion show and there's this row of women like in their in in fur coats and their you know the hair the the dallas hair and everything watching it and i was just like i don't know y'all but I know y'all Yeah, these were, I, I worked with, with all of these women in some, in some capacity or other, like when I was working at the film festival there or something like this, uh, there's just so much Dallas coming to me off the screen here. You know,
0: I was Um, blown away. I mean, you know, my, I never heard of this department store uh, for one, but you know, I'm familiar with, you know, malls and whatnot. And I always thought of like malls as being a place where you go and you like get a deal, you know, this, yeah. like I was blown away at the amount of money that like was being thrown around like well, hundreds. Well, this is in, a high, this is a high end uh, department, hundreds and th- of thousands of dollars on jewelry, yeah. like just yeah. on a plate in 1980. In 1982. I know I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that someone would spend that amount of money on Christmas like it would that part of it was like insane to me like these fur coats like just crazy crazy amount of money and I guess I like just like I didn't see it coming I didn't I didn't yeah
1: I mean the other thing about it I was like I when I moved there in 89 they they had just sort of popped the oil bubble Uh uh and and so like people who had had like crazy amounts of money to spend were not in that position so much anymore, but in the eighties, this is when like the TV show Dallas was on. This is when like oil Dallas. prices were sort of skyrocketing. So it was like, it, it, it was it was a very kind of, you know, like there was a lot of money there and a lot of... of if, if, if you've ever seen the movie Giant with mm. uh, Rock Hudson and Liz Taylor, like that, by the end of that movie, like when, when they all become rich with oil, like everybody is just suddenly, they're all wearing fur coats, even though it doesn't get that cold in Dallas really for much of it. But, you know, everybody's got a fur coat anyway. Um, and, and, and so it is this, there's a level of... Of ostentation going on there, and I, I love the interactions where, like the women who are regular customers, how they would get kind of fawned over and complimented and yeah. sort of like sucked up to by the by the 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 the, the clerks and stuff.
0: Um, There's one where yeah. one of the ladies is. Being fitted for a dress or something like that, and yeah. they like um, like they tell her like how great she looks, and then she comes yes. back with, "But I want like this," and they just like switch immediately. Like you're right, actually. Let's talk uh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah, what? <laughs> sure, put it on sideways if that's how you want it. Great. Yeah. yeah, I think you're actually right about that. Yeah, I I found the sales side of it interesting. Like mm-hmm. it was like I don't know. Like it was like these are true salesmen and saleswomen. Yeah like selling stuff. Like it was just interesting to just like, I I think in my mind I was thinking mall. And so it was like, you know, these are people that have a list of regulars that they're calling and trying to get them to come in for their, it's like that side of it was very interesting.
1: Yeah. Neiman Neiman Marcus has always been like, the, the, the poshest, the most expensive, the most, you know, la-di-da and that's been their selling point. Like, you know, you know, I think there's even a meeting where they talk about like, we're not here to offer people, you know, sales right. that it's not, you know, what well, we will mark stuff down, but we're, but we're not here to get have people to come shop for discounts. We're here for the, for this total experience of the whole of what Neiman Marcus is about, you know? Um, and and so yeah, that that in itself, I think, is kind of dates the film in the way that the the furs and the cigarettes do, yeah. you know, because so many of those high end apartments are Barney, Barney's no longer exists. Uh, I mean, Neiman's really isn't, you know. I think they've filed for Chapter Eleven once or twice, you know. So it's it, these are kind of harder things to to pull up. Although, like for example, there's a mall here in you know south of me in like you know the Long Beach area called South Coast Plaza, and one mall—it's it, it, literally—it's two malls connected by like a a, a walking bridge, mm-hmm. and one of them is super high end, like they've got an Hermes store and they've got a Pucci store and a Gucci store and like all these like high high end designers. And then you walk that bridge to the other side. And it's like, oh, that's where the sporting goods store <laughs> and the hallmark shop and the you know the other stuff is. So it, it, they they somehow managed to like juggle both
0: of those things. One thing I was. I didn't expect, I think, and maybe it's just my naivete on like what it was like in the eighties, but like in the executive room, I was surprised to see, um, like that there were women like talking and there was a woman of <laughs> color in the room as well. And I expected it to be very, I think just thinking of the early eighties, I was like, this is going to be very like the, the guys the guys club type of thing. And I was interested sure. to see some of that in these meetings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think overall in the in corporate structures, that was probably harder to come upon in the early 80s. But when you're talking about a department store, it's unlikely that there's going to be like, say, a guy in charge of the lingerie department, like that they're going to hire a sure. woman who's worked her way up, you know, to do that. So it was probably a little more egalitarian in that respect in terms of department heads than, say, if this movie were taking place at a stock brokerage or something.
0: Yeah. I found, uh, yeah, I, I found bits and pieces of it to be very interesting. I think the whole lost me a little bit, but they were I, okay. I can appreciate it, and I can also see, like, say that there were parts of it that I found to be very interesting, but cool. some well, of it, I'm m- glad. not as much interesting to okay. me.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you gave it a shot, and and now that you know what he's about, if you see City Hall or Ex Libris or you know one of his other films, then you'll 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 go in knowing exactly what you're going to get.
0: Well, and listen, I have a DVD player now, so the, o- DVD the opportunities, players, the, the sky's the limit. Opportunities are endless. Um, but you can also uh, the link will be in the description. But uh, you can also watch it on Canopy if you're library, yes, library is what I said. Library uh, <laughs> uh, allows that. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, feels. Christmas, Christmas feels. Uh, what do you got?
1: Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I'm given how much of The I was going to say American, but really Western Christmas celebration centers on uh, uh, you know shopping and and gift purchasing and 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 that 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 whole sort of like I said the mercantile aspect of it. I'm surprised that more movies aren't kind of set there. Um, So, but I you know I think that like you know between the occasional musical interludes of you know these choirs and bands and whatnot that show up to play in the store or a the random that, guy that i think yeah, the, just he's a chauffeur yeah i don't, yeah, I don't just, think he was
0: just, there uh, uh invited <laughs> i think he was he, he just took it upon himself. everybody's looking around year. like you, you You seen this guy is this is he official
1: <laughs> but he's carrying bags so you know it's not like he just wandered listen in the, the
0: christmas spirit is it can sweep you away
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I think because of that, I would I would give this like a seven and a half on the Christmas scale. And there's a lot of, you know, trees in the corner of all the the different sort of, you know, retail areas.
0: I yeah, I'm a little bit lower. Uh, I'm probably right out of right out of five. I, I I again, I appreciate what he did like it, it, what it is is what it is. I'm not going to add anything. I'm not going to take anything sure. away. If this did have a, um, a Christmas score underneath it throughout the whole movie, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like I think <laughs> it, it was, uh, that would have really added a little extra punch for me, but it's uh, as is it's a five and it does okay. not, uh, but in the, in the world of every, uh, shopping trip, i take being online it was uh an interest it was fun to to see it see it in action
1: yeah that's the other weird kind of nostalgia element of this film is that like it, it, people don't shop the way they used to like in terms of g- physically having to go to a place like did, did you see that um abercrombie and fitch documentary that's on netflix Right. i've now, seen a clip or two
0: but i haven't watched the whole thing yet
1: at the beginning of the film, this guy talks about like, imagine a search engine that you could walk through. Like he's <laughs> having to explain what a mall is to people who have no clue because like there's there's an entire generation now that just like beep boop boop and that's their shopping, you know. Uh, so yeah, it, that aspect of it I think really kind of adds to the appeal as well though. That it's like oh yeah, we just have to go to the. What's place interesting and talk
0: to is people. I I was talking to somebody who has a shop in a mall. Um, Mm -hmm. recently over the holiday season, they said it was the best year that they had had in years. Um, And I wonder if the one thing to come out of COVID is people wanting to actually go shopping again. Like, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I-, I think there's
1: that hunger for just a level of interactivity. And now that everything else in our lives for two years was conducted on our laptops, including conversations like this, the opportunity to be like, what? I can actually get in my car, go to a place and touch things and maybe try on a shirt? Yes, count me in, you know.
0: But I, I uh, th- th- that leads me to announce the Deck the Hallmark Mall. It's coming uh, across the country, <laughs> multiple malls. Um, it's Deck the, the Mall future. Yeah. The malls are our future is what I'm trying to get. At.
1: Uh, Just like cable television.
0: That's right. Uh, let's do um, recommendations. What, what would you say if maybe someone like this, what would be something they could uh, carry on with? Um, I, you know, I have a couple in mind that aren't Christmas movies, but that are
1: both shot in Dallas and both, you know, mall, mall culture. Uh, I, I think, uh, plays a big a key role in both of them. One is a, a movie that David Byrne directed in the 80s called True Stories, um, which has a lot of memorable talking head songs in it. Also like an early John Goodman appearance. And um, it's about a fictional town in Texas and their sort of, you know, big annual, the big celebration they're putting on for the the state sesquicentennial and there's a whole segment shot at North park mall in Dallas. There's also a big segment shot at North park mall in Dallas in one of Robert Altman's last films called Dr. T and the women, which, you know, kind of posits the mall as a sort of central, you know, gathering space and, and social outlet. Um, if I wanted to do a Christmas movie, uh, I would probably go with Hallmark's Christmas at Cartwright's, Yeah. uh, which is the one where Alicia Witt has to like go and drag to become the store Santa Claus. That's
0: a, that's a, that's a classic. That's a classic. Um, I would say I would recommend that you go to a mall. Uh, and walk, just walk around and <laughs> see what see what type of trouble you can get in, and um, and then go watch Christmas Tree Lane. Another Alicia Witt movie. Make a day of it. Oh, Ali- make go. a make yeah. a day of it um, of Alicia Witt. You know, lo- you know losing her store. Uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be big fun for everybody. Yes. Wear a mask at the mall. Though. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, all right. I am ready for my recommendation, uh, or or I'm ready to tell the people what we're gonna watch.
1: Okay. I will. Um...
0: We're gonna do something I've never done before which is make alonzo watch a disney channel original movie which was my gateway drug to hallmark um this is a movie that i uh, grew up with and i haven't seen in a year so i have no idea how it holds up we're gonna watch the ultimate christmas present it's on disney plus give it a watch Woo! Alrighty then <laughs> <laughs> we are doing something fun Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait for it. Until next time, maybe we we'll be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live. And yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray. Set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to
0: BrambleJampodcast.com. For more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free, you can go to BrambleJamPlus.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way...